Let's. This meeting is being. You already know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Man, listen, it's we, we back number one. So welcome back yes, to us. number two. We run in a different formation today. It's only a double team between myself and Chief Chris. Lord Mac is out in Vegas somewhere being a hootie patootie. Uh, and he <laughs> his uh, power cord so that he could join us, even though he was out on the road doing, uh, you know, Lord Mac things out on the mm -hmm. West Coast in the desert because he's a, you know, a little pack rat. You know what I'm <laughs> but what's up, Chief? How you feeling, bro? It's been, it's been a doing, week. We haven't talked to each other. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. Um, you know, uh, glad to be back here. Like uh, like you said, um, ready to get our shit off. You know, we got a lot of things that we need to cover. So, um, you know, CDB podcast. You know, we just here to get the people what they want, what they what they need to hear. So. You know, as always, you know, I'm Chief Chris, a.k.a. the Creator Chaos, a.k.a. the Creator Content, a.k.a. the Black the black uh, Chief Clover, a.k.a. the Bronx Bushido. You already know how Let's it go. Let's go! It's Chief Chris, baby! You already know what time it is. Chief Chris in the building, my man, I appreciate you. Uh, it's been a week. It feels like we've been off for longer than that, maybe a month. But, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, episode 44 of the CDB Podcast, you already know what time it is. Am I the meanest? Sure enough. Am I the prettiest? Sure enough. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Sure enough. But who am I? Sure enough. Who am I? Sure enough. I can't hear you. Sure enough. Shogun. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You already know what time it is. It's your boy, 800 number one Shogun in the motherfucking building. We're going to get to the rule of the universe number one in a minute. But let's just get these AKAs out the way. You already know, AKA the curator of Convo, AKA 26 time actually 27 because i had to go out and do some work i'm pretty sure it might even be unofficial 28 reigning <laughs> petty weight champion of the world petty guerrero in the building you already know what time it is i will frog splash your mama off the top rope nigga don't play <laughs> with me one Punch Man with the tan next to the Yucatan liquor stand. If you was outside in 1999, in the 9-9 in the 2000s, okay, in northern Kentucky, Cincinnati, you know what was going down. I probably bagged your auntie. I apologize in advance. Sorry, not sorry. A.K.A. <laughs> Pablo Baldini. Really, I want to get into this one, okay, because we got a special announcement that's going to be coming somewhere in the midst of this conversation because Pablo Baldini is going to have a much greater effect on the network as a whole. So I want you to be on the lookout for the headbutt niggas and slide tackling everybody in the 18. I'm taking ankles, calves, all them shits. You know what I'm saying? And I got the ball <laughs> with me because I got that first. AKA mm -hmm. Pele with the AK, just in case I'm shooting from outside the 18. If I'm in the opposite half, don't play with me. Gunners all day. AKA Master Bruce with the bubble goose. 
aka the Hotep Abachi Chef. It's Black History Month. You already know what time it is. It's a good thing that maybe it's just me and Chief Chris because we got the grill on high. Niggas are oh, getting shit. cooked today. You know what I'm saying. Hibachi Chef, you go make the SpongeBob out of the egg and rice, okay? And then <laughs> I'll make the volcano out of the onions, okay? I got you. Sous Chef Chief is on the block. You already know. Sous Chef Chief, let's go. AKA Dirt Reynolds, you know, your auntie's favorite. And last but not least, AKA Obi Wan Shinobi, you don't know me. Don't get hit with the nunchucks. It's legal in New York State to carry nunchucks now. So I just need my man Chris and I to know that we going in and we bombing everybody like Michelangelo. You know what time it is. Let's go. Don't. Okay. So, Chris, now that we got that out of the way, let's go on this audio odyssey right here for the one time, one time. And let's bring everybody in for a little musical introduction. You already know the motherfucking vibes because we don't play out here. Let's go, man. Me and Chris have been curating this throughout the, the last two weeks. And unfortunately, our brother Mac is not here. So we just want to make sure that we get it off right. You know what I'm saying? Episode yes, 44 sir. of the CDB Podcast. You know what? Let's just go ahead and make this the title of the episode. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're back here. Six. I've been fucking up Huns like Mulan did. Said he gon' slide like who I wish. Beat a nigga ass like you my kids. Coming at your head like new ideas. Damn, it's a lot of rappers I would do the Stone Cold Stunner on. Damn, I was fucking on your baby mama playing Stevie Wonder songs. I done made so many motherfucking moves that I think I'm doing choreo. If it ain't about the paper, nigga, I ignore it all. Trigger finger itch, I need a little bit of cortisone. Fuck up 
your city, I rip it and ravage it. All of my niggas been down on some brandy shit. I was so broke eating oxygen sandwiches. God damn. Now I'm pissed. We gon' jump out the whip. Brand new Glock, got a dumbass clip. Move out the way, look, dumbass bitch. Beating down the block like Bane. 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 Let's go. Fuck it, you thinking I'm booming and bunking. You driving and shucking. I came up from nothing. Boy, as you tweaking, I'm sticking and geeking. You fuck with the demons, you kicking the bucket. Slap the shit out of your auntie and cousin. Running your condo and give you concussions. Chopper go hit like I'm playing percussion. You up in the heat, bitch. I'm busting the oven. Beating down the block like bang. 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 Sipping a spade mimosa Take a big and make a quota With the baker soda Pray to Jehovah K with the shoulder strap Spray is over Wait, hold up If I say so, spray a roller Spray the fold up Niggas gun fellas like Ray Liotta Spray 80, the baby woke up Shooter sniff the yay He need to wake his nose up I'm from the east side The niggas over there be wild And catching bodies Throwing bullets like Aaron Rodgers I'm looking at Rap niggas like, is there a problem? Poppin', I'm the middle where your head like Larry Johnson. Cushion the morning, drink my yak in the day. I'm tired of hearing old niggas talk about back in the day. I ride around with two things, that's a Mac and a K. Act like I play, I'm pulling up and I'ma blast you away. Yeah. I need to see the money pile over. My shooter coming off the bench like Kyle Corver. Hide the body for the money, left with foul odor. Kobe Bryant on my team, I'm the fucking close in. Look at Spray 80, the baby woke up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Spray 80, the baby woke Man, up. Man, we gonna switch it up because we keep going on the CDB podcast, episode 44. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna keep it on the That's what we hold in the 444, you pussy. I'm gonna keep it real on you. No. I'm straight, though. This ain't my story about rags to riches, more about how I mastered physics. Uh-huh. In a game, I used to train like Rocky, catching chickens. Yeah. I was nice, but they was right when they told me that rap of business. I had 10 bands in my stash when I passed over half a million. Come easy, no good. Don't be surprised I'll last these niggas. It's like they put out a smash, then they gone in a flash, admit it. And then they make tracks and distance like that's gonna add up the digits. They showing fake racks and pictures like that's gonna attract the pictures. That was really me, nigga. I ain't have to act and conflict it. Only difference is I'm living. And I would've whacked one of them niggas who knew that after drug dealing, I still be casual, spending mil plus annual income. So here's my manual, then some. And this east side shit stealing me. My ability to turn words to imagery. Probably the reason they gon' remember me. Figure we walk this tightrope with a feline's agility. The streets did so much shit to me, I could never 
lives civilly I can never leave a scene without checking my mirrors visually <clears throat> Come with that energy cause some shit gon' always stick with me They wanna know what I brought to Griselda I say validity They asking what work that niggas put in I'm like, what didn't we? Problems? Then I correct through the obstacles I progress Illogical for them to feel they responsible for our success Besides Kanye West, tell me who else I gotta respect Cause I'm kinda perplexed, it's about time that I got my respect Shout out to all the artists featured. We got more for y'all in just a bit, but let's get into it. Chief Chris, good sir. We want to make sure that we start off with our rest in peace because unfortunately that's where we always seem to end up um, mm -hmm. ever more so. But we want to get this out of the way and then we'll really get into uh, some of the things that we want to touch topic wise. Um, but mm -hmm. rest in peace to um, let me make sure that I pronounce this Kendrick Johnson, who was 17 when he passed away, uh, was found in 2013, rolled up in a gym mat. Um, mm -hmm. The can. Uh, let's see. Uh, Georgia sheriff offers 500,000 of his own money in the case of the teen found dead in the gym mat. Um, Lones County Sheriff Ashley Polk recently announced that there would be no charges in the case of Kendrick Johnson, <clears throat> who was found uh, in 2013 dead. 
So yeah, um, we can go a little bit further into detail, uh, but I think we've already touched this in a previous um, episode. Yeah, we touched I know it we before. Have. Um, yeah, so, um, and the funny thing is, though, um, actually, not to cut you off, bro, but no, um, we have a we have a guy in a group who actually went to school during the time with that kid. You know, what I'm saying so, he was he. I remember when the, when the story had first came out. And he was talking to me about it, you know what I'm saying? He was like, nah, they used to fuck with that kid for no reason, you know what I'm saying? He's like, so he, uh, his heart, I don't want to say his name because I don't want to give him no shit, you know what I'm saying? But um, like I said, he was telling me that, you know, um, that the kid was, was bullied and then also like, uh, he was just expressing how no one in the no one in the whole entire school thought that it was some kind of suicidal thing that everyone believes he was murdered. So, you know. Right. Uh, I just don't know how man. you could suicide in a gym mat and then, like, that doesn't make sense to me. How how could you mm-hmm. suicide and then no one's reported it up until the fact that they found you rolled up in a gym mat? And mm-hmm. the question becoming is, like, who rolled you up in a gym mat after you supposedly killed yourself, right? Exactly. So that's that's where the question comes into play. It's all foul, man. It's new age Emmett Till to me. Um, and unfortunately we are in the midst of black history month, but this is an unfortunate part of black history, which continues to happen. Um, and we have a lot of cases like this. So for us, it's important to at least bring awareness, um, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that don't know about these situations, don't know about these instances and maybe it's, it's willful ignorance, um, but maybe it's just the fact that like what they are receiving in regards to news and information, they don't know. Yeah, for sure. It's, a, it's it could be a cultural thing. It could be <clears throat> a, a a number of things to where they're not knowledgeable. But we at least want to try and do our best to bring recognition to these issues because this is an American that died on American soil and somehow was put into a situation where it was just swept under the rug or unfortunately. Uh, pun intended, uh, rolled up in a map. Yeah. So, and you know, it's the thing about it too is that this happened in 2013, like we just said, mm-hmm. and he was 17 at the time. So now to this day, he would be 26 years old, going to set, you know, 27, because it's about to be 10 years since the incident had happened next year, you know. So it's just tragic that it's like, you know, he was a kid and, you know, um, and it's like you said, um, I get it sometimes when people don't know about certain situations or certain incidents that doesn't happen in particular in, when it comes to their state, because a lot of people don't even give a fuck about what's going on down the block for them, let alone right. what's going on across the country, you know? Right. So you have to do your due diligence, you know what I'm saying, and do your researches because um, fortunate, unfortunately, fortunate for both of us, you know, we are fathers, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know. The, uh, our children's safety is one of the things that we think about constantly when they're not in our presence, you know what I'm saying? Right. Even when they're in our presence, you know, things happen in the house, you know? So it's like, you know, we always want to protect our kids and then also be informed on what's going on with the kids and the community and everything, you know? And I think everybody should have that kind of mindset when it comes to like, you know, especially like I said, if you're a parent, you know, these are just some things that just play in your mind 24 7 you know did my kid eat today did i you know is my kid all right is he safe you know whatever case they be you know so right. you know yeah, I, no, I think about I, this even I, when 
my two oldest kids, you know what I'm saying? My 20 and 22 year old, you know, they're across the country from me right now, you know, but, and even though they're grown, you know, they're, they're still my babies at the end of the day, you know, like right. my granddaughter too. So, you know, but yeah. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. Um, And, and that's the thing too, where it's like, you are correct uh, as parents. Um, and, and I know a lot of people can, you know, identify with this is that you want to make sure that your children Go to a place where they're safe, they're able to learn, mm-hmm. and then eventually become responsible adults that can be part of society in some way, shape, or form that they can live, exist, and then be able to achieve whatever it is they want just based off the merits of their um, actions, uh, their, their work. But at the same time, too, you also don't want to find out that like your child is subjugated to just oppression and belligerence based on just stupid shit you know what i'm saying and the thing about this is is this happened in georgia so you know the same state where Maude arbery was killed um Mm -hmm. and now we're hearing that you know the men who killed Maude arbery in the civil rights trial who originally had pleaded guilty guilty Mm -hmm. um have rescinded their guilty pleas so what I'd also read is that, and, and again, this is off topic, but we're just kind of in this conversation thus far, and we'll get out mm-hmm. of this, but I think it's important to still have it. Um, no, yeah, for sure. So the gentleman had rescinded their guilty plea, which originally they had pled guilty um, and reached a guilty plea with the civil rights trial, even though they've already um, been found guilty of uh, manslaughter and I think now we're going into uh, even more jail time. So the, the two of the three men will spend life in prison with no parole, um, one of which um, will spend at least 20 years to 25 years in prison with possibility of parole. Um, I think what we're looking at from the civil rights standpoint is these men are potentially facing a uh, death penalty. So, if yeah, uh, you know, um, ruled upon that they were um, in any way, shape, or form um, uh, guilty of a civil rights violation and found guilty of that, uh, then that's going to put them on death row uh, in Georgia. And um, they most likely, I think the amount of time, and you also have to understand this about the political system, the amount of times that you either can take something to trial or you plead guilty and then you take it to a higher format of court. Um, you can go to, I think at that point, uh, they'll go to, that may be a federal thing. So they may already be um, at the um, state uh, level or above that. Um, mm-hmm. But if they do, then that could potentially end up going to the Supreme Court. So, um, and most likely, which it needs to be, which is true. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that, as we look at, that have probably been put to death based on what we have looked in past practices in our judicial system and how mm-hmm. it's been very lopsided and the amount of people that could have been either not guilty or, um, you, you know what I'm saying? So then it's like everybody has to take a very deep dive into all of these things. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that because then it it bursts the bubble that they're in. 
right? Mm -hmm. So a lot, like you said, there's some people that can't even look beyond the block that they're on, let alone mm -hmm. look at something that's happening in another part of the world or another part of the country or another part of the state that they live mm -hmm. in um, or even city that they live in. So, you know, it, it's really disheartening, but, um, but at the end of the day, Hopefully justice will be served um, in all of these aspects that we've spoken about thus far. Um, I think another rest in peace is to Amir Locke, um, who is uh, Amir Locke, who was 22, was fatally shot by the Minneapolis Police Department officer, Mark mm -hmm. uh, Hinneman. And on Wednesday morning, uh, this is reported a little bit. Uh, this is last week that we got this. So this is last Wednesday, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. uh, on Wednesday morning at uh, the Bellaro, uh, Bolero, excuse me, uh, Flats apartment building as police carried out a search warrant. It was a no knock search warrant, by the way, because the police actually, uh, if you look at the uh, camera footage from the body cam video of the officer who initially um, executes the search warrant, as they say. Uh, according mm -hmm. to documents made by public available by police. Right. So then mm -hmm. what happens is that they say that they openly and uh, like abundantly announced their presence right mm -hmm. before they enter. They had actually already entered the apartment and there were keys that allowed them to get in. My question, number one, is who allowed for them to have the keys so that they can execute a no knock warrant? There was no one that knocked. The door was open by them. Mm -hmm. So homie's laying on the couch. He has, from my understanding, and maybe I'm incorrect, but from what I've read is that he has a concealed carry um, license, right? So he's sleeping mm -hmm. with something under like the pillow. But what you read, no matter what, across the internet is you always have these bootlickers who will always go, well, doesn't make any sense to me why and this is on twitter this is on facebook this is on instagram yeah it's, it's everywhere like all the shit it's everywhere so you have a lot of people that are just like they'll come to the justification of someone that's in their home right and it's uh, the search warrant wasn't executed on the person that they were actually trying to execute it on it was executed on someone who they had mistaken that they believed mm -hmm. that lived in the apartment so I would like to see in 2022 and beyond that black people are not just used as cannon fodder for y'all to fuck shit up because you wear a badge. Mm -hmm. ACAB until <clears throat> I see otherwise. I agree with you. And um, it's, it's, it's really terrible when you think about it. Like, like you said, cause they wear this badge so they know they can, do whatever they pretty much want to, you know what I'm saying? Cause they know that the, the system is going to have their back, you know? Right. And it, it, it's just, it, it's fucked up because it's like, at the end of the day, we're the ones that they're trying to take this raft out on, you know what I'm saying? People of color, you know, and, or, or, or try to boast up their chest, you know, and, and walk around and say, well, listen, this is, I did it because of this reason and that reason. And then when it comes to find out, it's like, at the end of the day, nigga, you really have no logical reason why y'all did what y'all did. Like, the number, it, it's, it goes back to uh, Brianna Taylor, you know, with the mm -hmm. way they, 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 they walked into her apartment, you know, and they kicked open her door and shit, you know. And then this one, you're telling me that they had the keys to open 
the door. You know what I'm saying? So, like, right there, that everything is just all wrong automatically, right there. Yeah, bro. Like, how do you how do you come in possession with this 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 this, this gentleman's apartment keys? You know? Right. Who gave them to you? Where did it come? You know, these are all questions that everybody should be asking. Exactly. You know? And that's the thing, not, too, is that most people are not asking rational questions that put them in a state of mind to where it's like, oh, OK, well, this makes sense. So I should ask this question. And it's unfortunate, but you have a lot of people that are just doofs, dude. Like you have a lot mm-hmm. of people that are just doofs and, you know, they'll take stuff in for face value, but they don't think deeper into a topic or a situation. So, for instance, if we talk about politics or if we talk about like race, religion, all the things that are like trigger points for everybody, no one can mm-hmm. think outside of themselves because they take their own bias and their own opinion and they don't look beyond like someone else's suffrage, someone else's um, discontent with the situation at hand. And that is the problem. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. When we talk about Black History Month, because we will also have people that are like, well, why do you guys get Black History Month and there's no white history? My rebuttal to no matter what, to anybody that asks this question, you let me know what you can tell me about Black History. Mm -hmm. And I'll answer your question. What can you tell me about Black History? Who Mm -hmm. did what in Black History? What does that have in effect to you today? What do you utilize that came from people that created things that you could find out about if you learn black history, a black mm-hmm. American history, black world history. Like, and it's not just one thing. That's the, that's the thing, fam. You have to be all yeah. inclusive and white people at any point in time, when we have this conversation, will never say, well, what about Asian American history month? There is one. Mm-hmm. What about Latin Latin American History Month? There is one. There is one. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? What about Native American History Month? There is one. Indigenous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or World History Month. There is one. So the problem is, is that most motherfuckers think that they need to be involved in some way, yet still occupy neo-colonialism, which is what I have said from the beginning of us starting this podcast. There are Mm -hmm. a lot of white people today, not only in the U.S., but globally, that are taking advantage of a system that was built for them. Yet they understand that it was built for them and they still enjoy the benefits. Point Mm -hmm. blank, period. There ain't shit else to talk about. No, I agree with you. And also just something else, too, about people, like you were saying, when you asked them, can they tell you anything about uh, black history, like what we created and everything like that? Ten, ten times out of one, um, nine times out of ten, sometimes you think about it, even some of the shit that we did create, it, it was taken from us. Right. Our ideas were taken from us, you know? So it's like you go around and you praising uh, white boy Tommy or whatever the case may be, you know, but not knowing that really Bob, black Bob is the one who created it, you know? Right. I mean, I'm going to still talk about to this day, Jack Daniels, no matter what. Yeah, it's great. But it was a black dude that helped you create the recipe that you didn't give no credit for for such a long amount of time. And then your family recouped 
benefits off the fact of all this liquor that you sold and then somehow in the goodness of your heart you wanted to come out with a new liquor that everybody would enjoy that was created by the person that actually gave you label number seven the mm-hmm. reason why probably that you had to have number seven was because you couldn't recreate the actual product that was originally given mm-hmm. to you Things that make it go. Maybe, hmm. maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't, don't ask me shit because everybody thinks I'm a troublemaker. Supposedly, I just ask questions that get on people's nerves. But fuck them. So you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I don't give a fuck what anybody's problem is. We here, bro. It's Black History Month. I'm super extra blacky black. You know what I'm saying. It's all yeah, black. I'm with uh, you on that shit. Let, let's get through uh, some more things. Uh, we talked about the plea deal. Uh, the McMichaels, um, somehow they reached a plea deal. Uh, fuck them dudes, man. I don't want to talk about I hope the <laughs> rot, a rot in absolute, like the dungeons, bro. The gulag, like the deepest of the deep because of some shit that you on your own felt like you needed to rectify. Like, go sit the mm-hmm. fuck down. You no, feel like you. If you see some stuff, cool. But even still, it's not on you. Kind of, mm-hmm. it might be, depending on the situation. If somebody's actually supposed to be there, which I always see these videos, and to my white brethren, stop trying to be the police. I know you <laughs> don't want to call the police because you see a bunch of videos and then you're going to feel bad about it if something mm-hmm. happens. But, like, just, hey, how you doing? Say hi, be nice. If something feels off, then just go on about your way. Then maybe call the authorities if you get to see mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But don't go out of your way to create a problem and then get duffed out or get somebody killed. Because yeah. that's on to you. And I promise you, every single one of those people are going to haunt your dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because I've heard somebody say this. Uh, I can't remember where I heard it from. But um, basically, a white person calling the um, police on a black man is basically uh, – them uh, condemning them and it's a jail sentence. I mean, a death sentence. Yeah. So I think it was uh, something we had talked about earlier in the podcast, uh, a couple, a, a few episodes back, um, in regards to it being now a state um, law or some format of legislation. I think maybe in New York um, that you are no longer just allowed to call the police because you could be charged um, with some format or some crime it could be some yeah crime, but it, it does warrant jail time so the thing is is like chill the fuck out aka i.e the lady that was in the dog park uh i think it was in uh new york where she called the police on the black dude who was uh like bird watching and she was walking her dog unleashed so then he's like ma'am do you mind walking uh putting your dog on the leash she got offended and then decided she wanted to call the police he Luckily, was smart enough to actually videotape all of that incident. So, there's that. Um, but anyways, fuck that bitch. Uh, yeah, fuck the Karens. Yeah, for real. Um, also, rest in peace to uh, Chelsea uh, Chris. Uh, she was an extra correspondent and former Miss USA. Uh, she passed away at the age of 30. So, rest in peace to that queen. Uh 
love and light to those involved and prayers to family, friends, and those that she was close to. Um, yeah, for sure. She was beautiful. Being, I've seen a picture of her. Yeah, so. man. It's super sad story. Um, yeah. And every now and then I would catch extra just to kind of get like some gossipy shit just because I'm a hootie patootie, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and then we got uh, New York drill rapper. I don't think this is a rest in peace, but uh, New York drill rapper uh, Nas Blinksy uh, or Blicky. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Nas Blicky reportedly shot and in critical condition. Um, uh, rest in peace, uh, to him, prayers up to him and his family. Hopefully, he will make it through that. Uh, I, I really am tired of hearing, and, and we heard about like you know, a lot of uh, people are no longer going to focus on, which is funny, right? So, we have uh, Drewski, who in and we had touched on this topic before, it would be great for us not to highlight, um, like killing your ops, all that. shit um, mm-hmm. you know, if you haven't, uh, uh, read Drewski's last post, um, go check that out. But Drewski basically in short said that he's not going to promote, um, gang, uh, rap anymore, which I am a thousand percent behind. I think mm-hmm. that, it, I think that we're more creative than that. I think that there's more things that we can market about our community than just gang life. Like, everybody's a part of it but that ain't the only option that we have there's so much more get in some backpack <clears throat> shit get in some shit it's cool to tell the story yeah. of where it came from but i don't give a fuck about like you rapping about your ops uh just because you can put it on a good beat like that shit ain't for me yeah i mean it's like it's like i said before you know um and it's like kind of like how we consume music also because I mean, it's no secret. We all like our gangster shit, you know what I'm saying? We love we love to hear that shit. But let's just say, for instance, like you said, uh, somebody has a project there with 15 tracks, right? Mm-hmm. And it's okay to have one of those tracks where you're talking about your struggle and, you know, how you made it through it, persevered and everything like that. I get it, totally, 1,000%. You know, everybody's going to rap about what they grew up in and what they see in their life, you know? But to have a complete 15-track 15 pro- uh, 15 project of you telling me on multiple songs of how you're going to kill me and fuck my daughter and do all this kind of crazy shit, it's like, bro, is this really what we need to be promoting nowadays, especially with so much violence going on within our own culture, our community, and inside of our music, you know? Well, let's while we're here, because I, I, uh, I want to expound further. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a a lot, but it seems that our trauma and a lot of tragedy that happens within our own community is marketable. Like that Mm -hmm. is our number one outset resource. And while we're in Black History Month, we also need to be um, uh, very insightful and, and look towards our own culture and our own community and have a very personal conversation because Black History Month, right, is not just about trying to help educate others that are non-Black to understand what goes on in Black culture, how it is a part of American culture and Americana or world culture, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It's about being able to be introspective and have those conversations where you can actually talk to each other and you can talk about, hey, how can we create change? How can we actually uplift each other? We talk about all these different things when it's an issue, 
or if somebody gets to a pinnacle or gets to a point where they're ascending, then it's like crabs in the bucket mentality. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I'm fucking over this shit, bro. And the reason why I say this is because this is why we started this network, bro. It, Mm -hmm. It was all about the idea that we can share in a mindset that we all want to be great, right? Everybody is great in their own right and based on what they do. Whatever it is that you want to do, we're all for it. We're here to help you. We're here to open like as many avenues as humanly possible just based on who we know individually and all the Mm -hmm. collective like involved. So for us to do that, then we're trying to at least teach the idea that we also want other people in our own community because that is, again, why we started this. The culturally diverse boys changed to the culturally diverse brand network and the reason Mm -hmm. why it did is because we want to be all inclusive so i think in inclusivity especially within our own community number one then allows Mm -hmm. for us to be inclusive to other people into our culture that's why like there's so much outrage marketing where it's like we'll get offended at some stupid shit but it's gonna sell yeah yeah something but it's name brand uh name brand We'll get mm-hmm. offended at something, but in a couple months, it puts somebody in our culture that sits in, in our minds high in the the pecking order, and then we're okay. Right? Yeah. I mean, so, for instance, just look at how some of these companies, some of these big clothing companies, um, they, how they marketed us. You know, like, let's just go back to the H&M incident, you know, with the coolest monkey in the gym. Well, because it's H&M, they thought that they could get away with that shit. Right. And sell it to us. Sell it right back to our own people, you know, which is a slap in the face of us. Because you got some ignorant, dumb motherfucker out there who's going to rock that shirt and not even get the significant meaning behind what they're trying to say. Not at all. Not at all, sir. And that's the problem. That is the problem. They they don't understand, but... the thing about it is, is they revel in the fact that people somewhere else are unhappy. So I put it like this. Anybody that I see online, I know you're miserable. I, I bathe in your misery. And if you find happiness in someone else's um, oppression or someone else's mm-hmm. anger or, or being upset, cool. Just know... I see you. I'm on your hat. Mm-hmm. I'll throw you on the grill. The whole type of bocce chef is always in the building. Mm-hmm. The grill's always on. Trust and believe. We can do anything that you like to do. I'm just here to match energy, regardless. Mm-hmm. So I digress. I'll let you live until you keep doing what you're doing. And as they say, you'll tie your own rope. Mm hmm. Hmm. Basically poking a bear. Well, I I would like to be a little bit more R-rated. Yeah, you're going to lynch yourself. (laughs) It's not cancel cancel culture, dick face. What it is is accountability. You say some Mm -hmm. stupid shit. Now in the age of information, yes, it travels faster. No, you can't get your, your, your shit off as you assume that you can because you post it in your local like Facebook group or some stupid shit mm-hmm. or buy, sell, trade, dick face. Yeah. I keep saying it. I mean, you know, it, what I'm it, 
Fuck him. It's just something else I wanted to bring up too. Since we in Black History Month, you know what I'm saying? Uh about the whole thing that happened with, with Whoopi Goldberg. Uh-huh. So um I think it's important that people like us we talk about it and express how we feel. Cause I definitely I I, I this is how I feel. I don't get what she said was so wrong. I don't get her disrespecting the culture. I, I I don't get what she was. But what I do get is that she said it on CBS or was it NBC? Doesn't matter. She said yeah, it. Yeah, she said on, But on, that's what I do understand. I right. do understand that fact. Can I be, you know, like, um, they basically told her, nigga, you can't say this. Uh, we don't yeah. give a fuck how you, we don't give a fuck how, who you are. You look, look at your skin and then look at ours, you know? And then also what I was saying, what I was reading is that like, it will be Jewish herself. I, that I, uh, I would assume with the last name of Goldberg, I think that she had spent a lot of time talking about the fact that she was a black Jew, which a lot of people seem to think that all Jews are white. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of black Jews. There mm-hmm. are a lot of black Jewish people. And mm-hmm. the fact that if you assume the same with there being like, I don't know, just pick a race, man. Pick a race. Yeah. There's there's pick or pick a, a, a spot on the map. There's probably some color there. Yeah, 1000%. Because that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand is that they think that the Jewish, Jewism, whatever the hell Judaism. it's called. Judaism. Judaism uh is a is a is an actual race and it's not you're right uh well it it, it is and you can't it, because of the massive amount of people that are white they will all assume that this is a, like a race thing and it's not it's, it's a cultural it's, it's a religious thing yeah i i still have to look and read into like uh what whoopie's actual comments were um because yeah, I think it's whoosh, a short response to this, which a lot of times I don't necessarily like to do and be very uh, quick draw in regards to my rebuttal. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, too, I think it's been out enough that most of us, while we do bring up this topic and we're not saying verbatim what she said, because mm-hmm. uh, if you want to find out what we'll be saying, go look it up simultaneously while i'll say that i personally haven't looked at her words because i don't like bro the view what does she say on the view okay from what she said on the view then it came out all i think here in this moment right when there's just as much outrage in a culture or a community meaning like we have in the jewish community and the fact that possibly Whoopi goldberg could end up losing her job or leaving the view I want mm-hmm. y'all to keep the exact same motherfucking energy when it comes mm-hmm. to somebody losing their motherfucking life. When a goddamn police officer kicks in your door, when you're in your house and your life gets taken. And then we have to watch that family member that that the child of uh, the person that died, their parents or their family has to sit in court and then they have to ball their fucking eyes out because their child is no longer on this plane of existence and motherfuckers are either making jokes one online or 
there's not enough outrage that not only should that person be fired, but they should be tried just like any other person. I don't give a fuck about a badge. You are a mm -hmm. human being. You are not above the law. Mm -hmm. But if somehow you get to a plane of existence where you think you are, then if we all abide under the same judicial system, which we have seen that it's proven that it doesn't, actually happen then keep the exact mm -hmm. same motherfucking energy that's what i'm on 24 7 365 until the day i die mm -hmm. don't tell me i'm equal but i'm not mm -hmm. when i see motherfuckers that don't look like me that get all the goddamn passes that they can this has been since this country has been in existence mm -hmm. the entire time we've seen it since 1619 in all factuality. Mm -hmm. So. I digress. You know what? Let's switch this shit up before I fucking knock yeah. somebody out. I flip all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> playing with me out here, man. Motherfuckers. I can't stand them. I just want to say, I just want to close out this one last thing by saying, if I was Whoopi, I would say fuck them and I would just leave. Like, you ain't going to have the opportunity to fire me. The moment you told me I was suspended, I say fuck you. I quit. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, she's got the ability to do that, and the view's going to go down uh, tremendously if she leaves because it's a fucking shit show. But anyways, let's switch it up. You already know what time yeah. it is. Episode 44 of the CDB Podcast. We're going to drop some music uh, right now. You know what time it is. Like I said, it's episode 44 of the CDB. Be Chris A. Lord, Jesus Christ, have mercy. He a demon on tracks. You hit him down, curse it. This motherfucker, the devil, he's screaming and cursing. I'm pulling pistols in public, putting them on our person. Raps, rash, spewing. I'm pulling pumps on pompous ass preachers and shooting. I'm sitting on the last pew, pew, pewing. One day the poor will eat the ass fluent. Hope you atone for your past doings. Cause one of these Sundays when honey's humming, them zombies coming. Approach your preacher for profit, profit, you owe me something. To put it simple is make sure words ain't empty, um. If I ain't hungry, then your bread could never tempt me, um. So I suggest you help the less and feed they tummy tom. Or one day pointed at your tummy is a tummy gun. Or maybe that's my paranoia that I'm walking with. As I burn the spliff and try to locate the mothership. And we 
back. You yes, know what sir. I'm saying? Shout out I, to I Killer Mike sure and Run the Jewels, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do a lot of work with the help of the team here. We like to find music just to make sure that y'all get it. Uh, and we also like to share it. So if you always check out CDB Podcast, you're listening in, make sure that you check out the description. You will find a link to the playlist on Apple Music. We'll also include the Spotify. Or if you follow us on Twitter, then you can find the Spotify link as well. So, um, ooh, or should we put it on Spotify? Because I know a couple of y'all ain't really fucking with Spotify. We'll say that for another day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's definitely a whole nother conversation. Hey, man, we ain't, listen, it's Black History Month. I ain't got time for that shit. Fuck I hate that man. shit. Um, <laughs> one, one last bit of rest in peace. Uh, I, I know we're in music, kind of. Uh, we're kind of in, like, some heavy, morbid shit. Um, but hundreds of lawsuits uh of the astroworld festival have been combined into one case um the lawsuits mm-hmm. were filed against travis scott live nation over last year uh deadly astroworld festival are now being managed as one case on january 26th the texas judicial uh panel and uh multi-district uh litigation granted a motion for almost 400 lawsuits to be combined for a single judge, according to Billboard. The suit will represent almost 2,800 victims who are seeking billions in damages for negligence and wrongful death in the managing and planning of the annual event. Oh, man. Ew! Yeah, it's allowing one judge to be effective Ew. in pre-trial procedures and make it easy to arrange one settlement to work out for all the cases. That's crazy. Yuck, dude. Is all That's I can crazy. say. It, it, listen. Rest in peace to those people that passed away, but damn. Absolutely. Absolutely. But damn, they are fucking going. They are going to destroy that boy's career. His career is not only that. Live Nation is going to take a huge punch. Mm Hmm. Oh yeah, a huge punch. Uh, you know what, man? Uh, damn. We just play some music, but I'm gonna play a little bit. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Rest in peace to the peoples. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, revolt previously reported about 10 people who passed away since this incident. Uh, yeah, rest in peace to the peoples. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, anyways, man, let's keep it going because I really would like to kind of get us out of this little, little yeah, bad, bad here. <laughs> um, and and it, you know it is important as much as we don't like to hear a lot of negative news right because we all want to consume things that are positive as much as we take in negativity all throughout our day i think it's important to at least bring context to the conversation um so Mm -hmm. then we can actually look at how we assess things that could be perceived as negative right so that's my thing um need balance you need balance absolutely simultaneously Listen, we're going to talk music. We got Versus Battle, Versus TV. We got uh, for uh, coming up on Valentine's Day, we got Anthony Hamilton versus Music Soul Child. T. Chris, how you feel about this? Uh, all right. So um, I was I was looking at this earlier today. Um, my girl, she sent me. Uh, well, actually, we were talking about it. 
and she just said that uh how many times do you think that Anthony Hamilton is gonna be allowed to play Charlene? <laughs> Damn, so she got him getting waxed out. That's crazy. I, I mean, because when I said it to her, she was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, this is um this feeling to be a body. And she's like, don't disrespect Anthony Hamilton like that. Cause my girl, she's she's a big, big uh person who's into like the soul um when it comes to hip hop and everything, you know, um so Neil Soul R and B and shit like that, like that's her bag. You know what I'm saying? So um, I already know that the moment when I seen this, like I had her up and she was like, yeah, I already know about it, you know? So we were talking about it. Um, honestly, I feel like this is going to be a body. I feel like music, Soul Child has kind of, now, now this is what I'm, this is the reason why I feel like this is going to be a body. We're talking about actual hits, right? Anthony Hamilton doesn't have as many hits as it, uh, music, Soul Child does. But if we're talking about actually, actual good records, this is a hell of a fight because both uh, Anthony Hamilton has a huge catalog and has some really, really dope records. But the way that versus the the, the, the platform is set up and everything like that, it's set up to be for um, basically for people who have the number one jams, you know. And unfortunately, when it's when it gets to the later rounds in this battle, depending on how music wants to start off, whether he wants to start off super heavy or he wants to just work his way into it. Right. It's gonna be a long night either way for Anthony Hamilton, you know. Um, cause I, but I really fuck with Anthony Hamilton music, you know. I fuck with music so child heavy also, you know. Like, uh, shit, coming where where I'm from, that first album by Anthony Hamilton, man. Listen here, you niggas couldn't tell me shit about that album. I was bumping that shit so hard, and I remember when that first came out, right? Um, it was just, it was like a um. R&B dude coming in with soul and him telling about some of his struggles growing up in, in, in the areas that he's from, you know. Right. But he just did it in such a great way, and like uh, he has such a soulful voice. He was like, it was for me during that era. It was guys like Anthony Hamilton. You had Music Soul Child. You had John Legend. You know, mm -hmm. you had a lot of these artists um, who, who was in that pocket. You know, D'Angelo, Erykah Badu, Jill Scott. You know, these are all. Uh, those artists right there that I would put in that same category uh, uh, with Anthony Hamilton and music. So either way, um, I would love, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the battle. I'm, I'm definitely going to be paying attention to it. I definitely going to have me a bottle of wine. Me and my lady going to get our little, we going to get our little dance on and everything, you know, because it's got, it's def, this is definitely not a under 30 uh, versus. If you're right. under 30, you definitely don't need to even be trying to check this shit out. I mean, I appreciate if you check it out, you know what I'm saying, to get some of these other artists some good views and everything like that, because it, it's unfortunate that some of the bigger acts, well, the older acts, they didn't get the viewership as some of the younger ones, you know, like uh, uh, the the, 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 the D-Block versus Dipset, you know, that battle was was hugely uh, viewed, you know, as opposed to like uh, the Shaka Khan and the Stephanie Mills battle, which is a battle that I feel like it should have been, it should have had more um, recognition and should have had more like love for those artists thrown at them, like by the younger generation. People should just try to do their research. But I'm telling you right now, this is definitely not a under thirty battle. You're definitely going to be uh, tuning into this one, which getting your two step on with your lady, you know, what I'm saying or whoever whoever you enjoy to have in your company uh, at the time of this battle. And um, like I said, I'm going. I'm going to go up there and say, 
I'm gonna call the battle uh, 13-7 in favor of uh, Music Soul Child. I do believe that uh, Anthony Hamilton will come out the victor in some of these rounds, you know, because like I said, he definitely has some bangers. And Charlene, welcome, coming from where I'm from, there's a few other ones. Those are some of those records that that, that Music Soul Child gotta also stand in front of those records too. Like, right. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna come out with his love and uh you know the, the girl next door, which is another one. Watch if I would have knew the girl next door. That was man. Listen here, I'm already excited. <laughs> see, see, young thirst bucket, ready to get ready to get jiggy. Look at I'm it. Ready, I, I'm ready to get jiggy, drunk, yeah. and and get my two step on. I already know what time it is, man. You ain't gotta tell me. Uh, but, <laughs> Uh, I figured that would lighten the mood a little bit Um, Mm -hmm. Another thing that I found interesting Right while we're talking about music Is that Bob Dylan sells his entire catalog uh, Of Mm. recorded music To Sony Music Um, It kind of threw me back A little bit right because we're talking About Bob Dylan Bob Dylan is like The closest thing in Like Americana in regards to Music that you have to like Bruce Springsteen. So those names mm-hmm. are like very synonymous with, um, you know, just American music, American classic music. And a lot of times too, I think it's important to talk about Bob Dylan, right? Because mm-hmm. Bob Dylan, um, it, like bro, uh, Bob Dylan it was very influential in being a, um, a, a big advocate in regards to like, some of the topics that he would talk about um being an activist uh during his time i mean bob dylan came out around the 60s so a lot of mm-hmm. things especially when you're like anti-war um or civil rights those were very big topics that you had to you know in some way shape or form um you know keep tabs on and and maybe involve that in your music um but Bob Dylan sold his entire catalog uh, of recorded music to Sony Music. Uh, the recording company described the deal at for 60 years worth of music as a landmark agreement in the statement. Mm-hmm. The deal concluded in, let me see, the deal was concluded in July last year, but was announced Monday. The deal includes mm-hmm. the entirety of Bob Dylan's recorded body of work since 1962. According to Sony Music, beginning with his self-titled uh, debut album and continuing through 2020's uh, Rough and Rowdy Ways. Sony added the agreement also includes the right to multiple future releases from Dylan. Uh, while mm-hmm. the company didn't disclose the price of the deal, Billboard magazine estimates that the recordings are worth about $200 million based on revenue they generate which is bullshit mm. because really if we're talking about it uh i mean in the same regard bob dylan could release like multiple documentaries sony music i'm sure in some way shape or form is going to do something like that if you don't make sure you pay us our money because we just gave you the idea fuck you niggas we getting paid too this year 2022 that's what time it is uh don't play with yes, it sir. um but anyways um let me see. I think Dylan said something in the statement. He's like, I'm glad all my recordings can stay where they belong. Uh, Dylan, who's 80, said in a statement, uh, Dylan and Sony Music have a long history dating back to October 
1961 when he signed with Columbia Records, uh, which is owned by the recording company, and mm. recorded his day debut, uh, debut album that same year. So there's more that can be to it. This is according to CNN.com, CNN Business. But uh, I thought that was a very important piece of um, information and uh, headline that I saw because we've just seen a bunch of this happening. So when you look at artists mm -hmm. and you look at how much they make over their lifetime, right? But then can actually later on sell uh, something that could in really in theory create generational wealth even further right because bob mm -hmm. dylan is 80 he will he get to enjoy all of that 200 million dollars if that's the actual um amount that was given to him no that's going to go to his family his extended yeah family, right yeah so being able to pass on something like that and then your family who excuse me has ownership rights um well, at least not until the current moment, but there's some rights that I would assume that are left. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting that you said that they even said that it, this also includes like further on future projects and everything like that with so I thought that's pretty interesting. Like, I just thought that it would, like when it comes to these artists, like, uh, when we spoke about like Tina Turner, um, a few episodes ago, you know, I always thought it was just back catalog alone. So the fact that this also includes some future work that he may do before he passes, you know, um, and not trying to wish any death upon that man, you know, may he live and continue to live a longer and prosperous life, you know, for him and his family and everything like that. But I'm just saying, like, like, like you just said, you know, 80 is a is up there in the number, you know. So this, so there's no way that we could expect him to try to really enjoy this whole 200 million by himself. Like this is something that he's trying to set up for his fam, for his kids, you know. What I'm saying and and everybody else in the next generations to come, you know. So uh, I think it's smart when it comes to some of these artists like that. Um, Getting uh, basically going out on top, you know, getting a nice little payday. You know, so uh, I think that that's a, a, a smart move on the end. Um, I just don't know if I would ever sign anything that will also include any future work that I would do. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing that I'm not sure about, right? Um, so I'm never sure in regards to how these things work out, but uh, it's very interesting to keep tabs on. Simultaneously, we always kind of, in our culture, we hear a lot of uh, talk around like 360 deals and things like that. Mm -hmm. So having artists like Bob Dylan or Tina Turner um, and, you know, different people like that. Um, I, I know there are other individuals that have sold their catalogs com uh, collectively. I mean, we can even go all the way back to Michael Jackson uh, and his family, like the estate sells all of his like catalog, I believe. I, I think that also included like all of his own catalogs which I think he owned 51% of Sony Music. Um, so that's very interesting to see that they're making, you know, these big plays after all of this, right? Yeah. And, uh, Sony Music, I think that also included, like, you know, artists like Eminem. Um, you were looking at artists like the Beatles as well. Uh, hence why mm -hmm. I think we recently saw the Beatles documentary that was least, uh, released on uh, Apple... Um, uh, Apple TV so you know there's a lot of stuff to kind of pay attention to but at the same time while we talk 
to the scale of like these big artists we also want to keep in mind that you know some artists that are just starting out need to understand that owning your rights owning your masters maybe going independent and doing something that may take you a little bit longer versus just trying to sign a deal and then get that like fast lane you know easy pass to whatever it is that you want so you can do all the stupid shit on the internet flex money blah 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 yeah. get mad at somebody when you're fucking broke in like mm -hmm. five years because you gave up all your ownership rights and didn't read your fucking contract so be smart you know what it is too though bro um like uh i was i was listening to um you know i we all listen to a lot of podcasts you know and there's one in particular they always talk about the uh the difference between a major and an independent you know and I think the reason why a lot of these um, younger kids are, because what well, well, now the thing is, the, the cool thing is to be independent, right? right. But, but growing back up in the 90s and in the early 2000s and everything like that, especially when it came to our hip hop culture, you know, a lot of these um, artists from that, that, that era, they prefer to be um, underneath the major because the major can do the machine work. Like we can push things. We don't have to, you don't, uh, when you're doing things independently, it's like now you have to have your own entire team, you know, uh, you have to be on top of your books and everything like that. And a lot of people just don't even want to deal with that shit, which right. I think is pretty fucking stupid. Because like at the end of the day, if, if, if my name is stamped on something, I want to know all the ins and outs about the whole entire business. I don't want to just exactly. come to a fucking, I don't want to just come to a board meeting and then tell me, all right, well, this is what's going on. Okay, cool. This, is, right. how much, this is how much we're going to give you for this next album. And that's stupid, man. Because at the end of the day, you have to take control of your own destiny, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to take control of your own destiny. So simultaneously, there's going to be some shit that you got to do on your own. Like nobody's going to share your music if you are not sharing your music. If you're not going 1, I got to give a huge shout out to my cousin, Money Town Dub. Um, you know, there's times where like he'll irritate me because I'm like, bro. I'm also in the in the trenches, so to speak, you know, and he hit me up, man, because he listened to the podcast uh, when we uh, played the fame, um, mm -hmm. when we played the fame track. And uh, he was like, damn, cuz you ain't gonna do that for me. And I was like, bro, what you got? Send it to me. I'm gonna listen. Mm -hmm. I'll be a thousand percent transparent. And if I rock with it, I'll play it, right? Um, but there's a lot of times where it's like, you gotta either have like your own initiative to make your own way or and you can't say you did it from wherever you did it from and then you got like you know uh you got on base on second like before you even went up to bat you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so you can't say that to me anyway um but shout out to uh money town dub i'm gonna play his uh track all of it later um, but I also wanted to get into something else. I'm gonna play a little track, you know what I'm saying? One. Episode 44, we gonna jazz it up, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my vatos locos, okay? A lot of my people out on the west side. Listen, hey, Shogun, okay? <laughs> With me, amigo, Chief Chris. Yes, sir. Okay. Hey. Listen. Some of y'all might listen to this on Monday when it goes up at 6 a.m. Some of y'all might listen to it on Tuesday. Now, 
we don't want you to end it. Well, if you want to listen to it on Tuesday, that's great. We also got Sushio Boys Podcast that drops on Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Every Tuesday. Shout out to OE. Shout out to Bunny. And shout out mm. to Dr. Sloan. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Geeked Up on the Block, which jumps on Wednesday. Shout out to... No, Geeked Up on Thursday. Oh, shit. You guys moved. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, what's Wednesday? Yeah, not, not another Girl Pod is Wednesday. Girl Pod is Wednesday, sorry y'all, I don't mm-hmm. know what day it is, forgive me. Uh, not another Girl Pod <laughs> is on Wednesday, Geeked Up is on Thursday, and then we got Dr. Sloan on Friday. Also, while we're here, I have an announcement. So, what's going on is that 800 number one Shogun is going to be dropping a soccer podcast because, you know what I'm saying, I got yelled at by... Dr. Sloan, I got yelled at by Chief Chris. I got yelled at by O. They were like, yo, I mean, for real, for real, why don't you just make something so that we can all really learn about soccer? You're right. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. We're going to do that for you. You know what I'm saying? At least mm-hmm. I am. We're going to invite people on. I want people to learn about this because eventually what we're going to do is we're going to shoot a documentary where I'm going to take a group of people with me. We're going to go to a game somewhere around the world. I don't know where, but we'll get to that point when we get to it. Not only that, I'm going to take you through the all-inclusive experience from start to finish, from before the match to during the match Mm. to after the match and the festivities that go on after that. So, I got to start y'all from scratch. But A-Hun the number one Shogun, a.k.a. A-Hun's, excuse me, the Shogun Soccer Sit-Down, right? So we're going to have the Shogun Soccer Sit-Down, which is going to drop on Saturday. But that's going to be here in a couple weeks. Uh, I at least would like to get some things together. Uh, I've got a couple special guests that I'm going to be bringing into it, not only on the network, but also outside of the network. Folks that are involved in the sport so that they can help you understand what the beautiful game is. Um, Not only that, I really want to be able to take my crew all across the network with me to go check out some footy games. You dig what I'm saying? Because it's something completely different mm-hmm. than just what you see in America. Yeah, of course, you get the football. You know what I'm saying? American football, you got basketball, you got all these things. Shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals. We brought to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? I wish Shout I out to the Bengals. I wish Mac was here because he was talking super crazy. That was a good game, man. He was talking super crazy to me, Chris. He was talking. I believe it. He was talking real wild. You seen it on the internet? Mm -hmm. He was like, "I can't wait to roast you on the pod." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Nah, nah, 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 nah," right? Because I wanted to wait till Chris was back. Mac knew what time it was. That's the reason why Mac ain't here because he knew he was gonna get his koofy knocked. Okay, (laughs) he was saying stuff about my Cincinnati Bengals. Now. Don't play with me. Don't play with Chief Chris. I got my sous chef on the grill with me. Chopping niggas up all day. Got the motherfucking right. hotel. You know what I'm saying? Volcano made out of onions. Don't play with us. Okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so while we here, man, let's get into some motherfucking sports. Shout out to, I think it's Senegal that just won their first African Cup of Nations. Uh, they went head-to-head up against uh, Egypt and won in penalty uh, shootout. Uh, Shout-out to Sadio Mane, who plays for Liverpool. Like, this nigga is African. You know what I'm saying? 
got the cut, got the clip, got the skin. We all in. But he sucked the final penalty and uh, took the first African Cup of Nations. I believe that is for Senegal. So, um, shout out to them. Like I said, man, the Shogun Soccer Sit Down is coming soon. Chief uh, Chris, I can't wait for you to jump on there just so I can teach you some stuff about soccer. Uh, football, mm-hmm. as they say, world football. Um, so we're going to get to it. But, you know what I'm saying? Let's bring it down just a little bit. Let's get into some sports, my guy. You know what I mean? Let's do I, it. I feel like we got a couple things in sports. Like I said, the Bengals, we already talking about the NFL. You already know what's up. Shout out to my boy, Jamar Chase, for getting rookie of the year. Getting over mm-hmm. a thousand passing yards. He surpasses Terrell Owens as the first rookie to have the amount of receiving yards that he does. Um, I think he also was up there in regards to touchdowns as well. That is all mm-hmm. thanks uh, in part to uh, the offensive uh, coordinator um, and uh, most importantly, Joe Burr, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Joe a.k.a. Yep. better known as B.K.A. Joe Burrow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, listen, man. That dude different. You already know yeah. he good in anywhere where it's the hood in Cincinnati or Northern Kentucky. Joe Burrow can go anywhere. JB That's Mike, a fact. <laughs> you already know what time it is. You a man of the people. We appreciate you. And what's crazy is he showed up when he showed up, bro. And shout mm-hmm. out to Joe Burrow because this dude really is supporting black business. He uh he showed up to a playoff game, I believe it was against the Oakland Raiders, and he was wearing a local black-owned um, uh, shirt uh, created by, I, I believe it was black-owned. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it just spazzed out their purchases, spazzed out all of like their online, crashed their website, uh, everything. So I'm Oh, that's like, dope. Yeah, dude. So shout out to Joe Burrow for doing that. Uh, also, what looked like the Cartier glasses, those also come from a local shop in Cincinnati. I believe that's also black. Listen, man, my man is out here, bro. He had to cook out. You know what I'm saying? Joe Burrow yeah, support black bit, businesses. Joe Burrow got a little bit of seasoning in him. He was down at LSU. Joe <laughs> Burrow got him a Cajun girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he ain't putting no raisins in his potato Yo, salad. Yo, got him a little bit of that crawfish, if you know what I mean. Yeah, buddy. I see you, boy. I see you. Yo, it's a quick question. Who did you guys play again? Y'all played the Chiefs, right? Yeah, so we played the Chiefs. Uh, Machiavelli uh, thought that the Chiefs was just going to wash us down. Uh, all of the color commentators, all of them niggas was hating. Uh, the the old fuckhead face niggas, you know what I'm saying? Had the nerve to talk down. Listen, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, okay? That defense, that secondary especially, you know what I'm saying? Listen, they had their way in the first half. Listen, they had us in the first mm-hmm. half. It was tough, bro. Mm-hmm. We wasn't going to make it, but we turned it around in the second half. Did that work? Scored 21 17 unanswered points. Let's go, bro. Bro, I'm, I'll put it like this, right? Um, For one, I'm very happy for Cincinnati. And, and when I, while I was watching the game, um, me and my girl, we was at one of her friend's birthday parties 
for the kid, right? And um, so you know, all the the men they downstairs watching the game and everything like that. And then as soon as Cincinnati won, I said, my boy A Hunt is going crazy right Man. now. And they like who? That I'm like my co-host. Who day all day? I was like yo, and I was happy too because honestly, like. Like this is the reason why I'm happy that Cincinnati and that fucking uh the Rams are going into the the, the the Super Bowl is because for one it's fresh new fresh teams you know what I mean right it's not the same old same old every year like you know shout out to Tom Brady you know seven years I'm mean, seven titles and everything but it becomes a point where it's like dude I want to see somebody else in the big one you know I feel it so I'm super it. happy that that uh the Bengals pulled it out and that the um the Rams pulled it out. And I'm super really happy for Matt Stafford, too, because a lot of people don't understand that the Detroit damn near, like, his career, he's never going to be, like, Listen, the way Detroit, he was. Detroit, like, ended the career of Calvin Johnson, who is arguably yes. one of the greatest receivers mm-hmm. in NFL history. And if Calvin mm-hmm. Johnson, golly, bro, I wish to almighty God, if Calvin Johnson would have come to play at Cincinnati, we could have done some things, bro. With the amount yeah. of quarterbacks that were just okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if, like, let's say Andy Dalton. Uh, mm-hmm. AJ, uh, AJ McCarron, I, I believe. Uh, who mm-hmm. else did we fucking have? Uh, Carson Palmer was already gone by the time Megatron was, like, really in Megatron mode. And when he got tired, yeah. he pulled a Barry Sanders and he was like, I'm just done, bro. I'm done. I'm tired of being beat up and I ain't winning shit. Um, no, so, I, I I completely understood where he was coming from when he retired because I said it's not because he can't do it anymore. It's because it's like he knows he ain't going to win shit here. So right. I continue to get my body beat up like you said. You know, I made a nice little piece of change from the NFL. You know, let me take my money, do something else with it, do something else with my career and be able to, to be able to walk around still and not have to worry about CTE and all this extra shit that comes with, with playing with a full contact sport like football, you know, like. People don't understand that that your years get taken years get taken away from you months you know what I'm saying right. weeks just at, on the season because of an injury you know and then that shit extends during as you get older like your body's not the same the way it used to be you know um your limbs when they tear the shit don't heal as fast as it used to fit or heal you know so I I mean I was super like I said I was super upset when he announced his retirement but I understood where he was coming from. And I'm just really happy that Matt Stafford got away from fucking Detroit Lions. He's now all in a great, a great system of scenes with the LA Rams, you know. And I think this is really going to be a really good Super Bowl right here. I think this is going to be a high score Super Bowl. I think both of them are going to come out gunning. Um, hey, man. Uh, I mean, I know you ride it with your Bengals, but I, I, I got the Rams on this one. All right. You listen, bro. Everybody. Everybody thought that we was out. We was down and out. Mm-hmm. I ain't even gonna hold you. Uh, I really wanted to go up against the uh, the 49ers. I thought that would mm-hmm. be a better matchup. Um, I thought that uh, you know Jimmy G is just uh, too indecisive, too terrible. Uh, I, that secondary scared me a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But I just don't think that he was good enough to put the game away, and he proved it. Um, but the same thing about uh, Pat, Pat Pat Mahomes too, because um, bro, he showed at this playoff game that he's a choke artist where he can't handle um pressure that well, and because the Bengals was on that ass as the game was breaking down and it's uh, towards the end of the, end of the second half, 
they were sacking shit out of homie. Like, and he was he was intimidating. He didn't know what to do. And I was so happy that it happened. I'm not a Pat Mahomes fan at all, anyway. So I was happy that he lost. Yeah, I, I can feel that. I'm also happy that we got his brother and his uh, wife up out of here because I'm mm. just happy that you know the country thanks us, man. You know what I'm saying? They thank us. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank y'all you, Bengals. Uh, I, I say y'all welcome on behalf of all the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to them, man. I would love to sit down with them uh, in some way, shape, or form, even to get a chance just to talk to somebody in the secondary, um, mm-hmm. talk about the the way and the shift of the culture. Uh, being a Bengals fan, man, we've, we've dealt with a lot of this. And what's crazy for me is uh, – the last time the Bengals played in the Super Bowl, I was the same age as my son. So my son's four. Uh, he'll be five mm. this year. Um, and I was four uh, in 88, bro. So for me, it, it's kind of serendipitous, but also it's an amazing time. It was part of the reason that, you know, like, um, obviously we were all kind of doing our own thing. And I, I was over with family. Um, hung out mm-hmm. with my grandmother and we were all there so like my parents my brothers my kids uh we're all watching the game she didn't want to watch the game oh, that's because dope. she's superstitious but she doesn't want to say it she's like ah oh, hey watching you know because like she doesn't want to see like people be upset if your team loses and i totally understand <laughs> that and like i i i tried my best like all and i'm superstitious that way as well i do mm. not want to watch like i did not watch michigan in every the two games I watched in Michigan, they lost, right? So mm. uh, I don't like watching Michigan. Um, I'm an Arsenal fan, uh, uh, and I don't like wearing uh, the Arsenal any training top, anything Arsenal. I don't wear it. If I can, mm. I'll wear another team. And anytime mm-hmm. I've worn either another team in in the same league, uh, the Premier League, or uh, in a different league, then Arsenal's won this year. So I've been like, yo, dog, no, I'm not even going to watch it, big guy. I ain't, I ain't even going to look. <laughs> so if something happens, somebody else tells me. Um, and, or mm-hmm. I get on Bleacher Report, and that's all. Uh, so follow me on Bleacher Report and on the Shogun because um, I always comment on stuff, uh, not only in world football, but also uh, throughout, like, sports in general. Um, but we'll yeah. try and make sure that we get uh, the CDBN on there as well, too. Uh, just so mm-hmm. that way you can interact with us and we can share some stuff that we like to talk about in sports. Um, while we're on the topic of sports and retirement, talking about uh, Calvin Johnson, um, let's talk about Tom Brady, who mm. has officially retired after uh, initially retiring, but then another report comes out that he wasn't retiring, but then his wife mm-hmm. was like, nah, nigga, you retiring. So he said, hang that fucking yeah. helmet up. So he officially retires after 22 seasons and seven Super Bowl titles. Um, Mm. Tom Brady, a.k.a. the GOAT, uh, in regards to football. Uh, Most decorated player, uh, most Super Bowl titles, um, uh, five, I believe, uh, with the, what is it, six with the Patriots? He's got six with the Patriots. Six with the Patriots, and and then one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Uh, easily could have gone to if they wouldn't have got rid of San Antonio or Antonio uh, Brown, then they would have got to another Super Bowl potentially. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely think so. So uh, there's that. But um, Tom Brady, aka the Goat, aka Hail to the Victor, because he came from where the University of Michigan, greatest quarterback mm-hmm. all time. 
bitch don't play mm-hmm. with him. He he's that, that guy. guy. He's yeah, that he's guy. that's him. Mm-hmm. He's that guy. Uh, most people I, I, like, honestly, honestly, um, I'm not really. I mean, I, I respect his game. I respect him as a quarterback. I, yeah, I recognize him as the greatest of all time. But uh, I just like to also announce that um, <clears throat> Giants beat him twice. You know, so. Shout out to the G Nation. Are you a Giants fan for real? Of course. I don't, nigga, I, I like all the bad teams. I like the Giants. I, I, like I don't the like Knicks. that fluctuation in your voice, bro. I don't like that fluctuation in your voice. Uh, <laughs> I like all the bad teams, bro. I like the Giants. I like the Knicks, man. Come on. What else you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have said that I was in the same place for a long time. Um, but uh, as of recent years, man, my teams have, uh, I got to give it to them. Uh, my team's been getting it done. So shout out to the University of Michigan, right? Uh, won the Big Ten championship, made it to the uh, college football playoff, um, end up getting knocked out by the eventual champions. Uh, I think that was the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, or was, uh, am I right? Or was that Alabama? I don't know, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Anyways, all I know is that Michigan, we beat Ohio State, so fuck them niggas. Y'all are just poisonous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fuck Ohio State. Y'all know what time it is. I don't rock with y'all like that. You know what I'm saying? But go Big Ten. You already know what time it is. Um, mm-hmm. But Tom Brady's a goat, and he came from Michigan. Yeah. Anyways, let's keep going. So we've got uh, the NFL coach. Brian Flores just filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL, the Giants, the Dolphins, and the Broncos for systemic racism in their hiring practices. Here's the mm-hmm. official statement from Brian, uh, who just took the Dolphins back-to-back winning seasons for the first time in 20 years and still got fired. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So uh, go check that out. He re- released an official statement. I believe he did so via uh, Instagram. Um, but here's the funny thing is that there's also another article that I read, um, which shows, uh, Dolphins owner allegedly offered Brian Flores a hundred thousand dollars per loss to tank for the top pick in 2020. Um, and to back this up a bit, right? Because some people are like, Oh, that's bullshit. Um, but he was winning. So there's that. He got receipts. Yeah. And then we got, uh, <laughs> who was it? Uh, there's also the former um, head coach of the Cleveland Browns, uh, Hugh Jackson, who is also, uh, wow, this is weird. This ties into the Cincinnati Bengals. But Hugh Jackson, who coached as a defensive coordinator under um, Marvin Lewis, who was a head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, then took over as a head coach of the Cleveland Browns. So, um, I believe uh, he goes in further, but let me just read the headline. Ex-Browns coach Jackson says that he wasn't directly paid to lose, but evidence of the team's intent to lose will come. Um, Let me see. He continues to go further. Uh, Clarified. Jackson clarified in an interview with CNN on Friday night that he was never paid to lose games, but evidence that the team ownership and executives intended to lose during the 2016 and 2016 season, uh, excuse me, 2017 seasons will come <laughs> to light at the right time. Um, sorry, Hootie Patootie on the brain. 
Uh, my apologies. Uh, I, he, I was about to say, yeah, yo, 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 we ain't gonna talk yeah. about it. We just gonna continue. Yeah. Anyway, right, keep going. Um, keep going. No, <laughs> Jackson continues. No, I was never offered money like Brian Flores had mentioned. Jackson told CNN. I think it. it uh, I think this is totally different situation, but uh, has some similarities. Um, let's see. It, it goes even further, but if you look on ESPN.com. Um, this was reported by Jake Trotter, um, who's a staff writer for ESPN. This is on February 5th, uh, 2022. So go to ESPN.com and you will find that article. Or if you type and search for Jake Trotter articles, you'll find it. Um, and there's actually video conversation with um, Hugh Jackson on the actual topic at hand. So it'll give you a real full breakdown and even further in-depth uh, conversation uh, other than just a full uh, the clip that you see via Sports Center because Hugh Jackson not only is doing this with ESPN writer uh, Jake Trotter but he also was featured on Sports Center and he was talking to um, one of their correspondents there. So this is very interesting, but you know it's Black History Month and that Rooney Rule is bullshit, and I don't mean it in a way where it's uh, affirmative action. Right in regards to the equal opportunity or hiring opportunity of black or uh, other minority coaches, um, but originally it came from the fact that which it seems like we seem to be pioneers in the struggle, right? So, um, yeah, man, uh, I hope that uh, Flores gets another opportunity to coach, uh, and I also hope that he gets his, uh, his coins because you deserve it, and uh, yeah. he has yeah. a lot of legitimacy. Uh, with this uh, class action lawsuit because uh, Bill Belichick texted the wrong head coach that was supposed to get the Giants coaching job, who was also <laughs> has a first yeah. name of Brian. So mm -hmm. there's legitimacy there. And he hadn't even had his interview yet. Mm -hmm. And they said, congratulations, coach. Wait a minute. This don't sound like fuckery to you. Hey, man. Like, did you hear listen, something I heard? Listen. It's weird because I'm in a weird, complex situation. I've always been mm -hmm. fuck the NFL, but at the same time, too, I'm all for the Bengals. And <laughs> I live in duality, right? And I can be honest. I can live in duality. Some people will say it's hip uh, like I'm being a hypocrite here. But I, no. I understand like the what the what it would do to the city of Cincinnati and the fact that I work in reside so close to that city um and and work along so, uh, so many uh, amazing people in music sports entertainment all these things um that i've had the chance to work with uh in the past and currently um you know it's it's just kind of uh i would like to see something special for the city of cincinnati man and uh <clears throat> i gotta give a huge shout out to uh, cincinnati football while we're here bro because shout out to Wynton woods um Wynton Woods for winning the Division II uh, state championship. Shout out to the University of Cincinnati for winning the Big East and going on to the college football playoffs, making the highest uh, ranking in school history at number four. And then shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals. You're going to the motherfucking Super Bowl, nigga. Let's go. <laughs> you know what time it is. Air horns enter the chat. I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with you, though. I was also on uh, the fuck NFL wave for a while. Um, and not even just the wave, but, like, 
just the way that they was operating and going about uh, handling certain situations and certain players and everything like that. I was definitely a, a part of the, the fuck the NFL, and I still and I still am in, in a, uh, support of fucking any kind of fuckery that that goes on in that league. You know, like I I do enjoy the game. Don't don't get me wrong. You know, but at the end of the day, I'm not gonna support it in in a sense of buying merch and all that extra shit like that. Like I just I I right. watch the games and I and I and sometimes I won't even I refuse to watch it live just so I so I don't give them. The live feeds of it, I'll just pick up some, pull up some highlights or whatever the case may be, you know. Right. Like, um. So yeah, so uh, definitely support a fuck the NFL when it comes to the, how they maneuver and how they fucking um <clears throat> just just handle certain situations. It, it, this Brian Flores is one of the situations that that this unfortunate, you know, saying that he has to go through this, you know, at his stage of his career, but. In the same sense, it's like, um, are we really surprised? Not at all or in the slightest. You already know. Listen, mm-hmm. bro, it's some bullshit. You're right. It's some super bullshit. But uh, we we also need to make sure that we just, like, the accountability, fam. Like, that's really mm-hmm. where I'm at with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you feel me? Like, the accountability. No, I feel Yeah. Uh, Cause it's uh, some oh shit, some super oh, some super oh, some super oh, oh shit. <laughs> you already know what time it is, CDB. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing. Uh, let's talk about some super su- uh, nasty shit, which is going on in the NFL, right? Right? Cause uh, the NFL. Hang on one momento. I'm gonna play a little bit of this right here. Get it cracking with some sick kick. Uh, Congress demands NFL release full findings of the Washington football team, a.k.a. the Cobra Commanders. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Commanders. Investigation questions uh, Roger Goodell's actions because uh, they also found in these weird findings that there was no wrongdoing in the Robert uh, or Brian Flores hiring. So, kind of weird, right? Uh-huh. Weird. But hey, man, who am I? Who am I? I'm just I'm just here talking with my man. You know what I'm saying? We chopping shit up. But anyways, <clears throat> but anyways, I think Chris, I think we. Pretty much got where we got, man. Yeah, we pretty much got everything out of the way. You want to let these? Um, I just got one more thing I just want to say before we get up out of here. Let's go. Um, so uh, recently, um, you know, everybody knows I'm a huge wrestling fan and everything like that, right? So it's been reports uh, that that Keith Lee might be actually signing his contract to go to AEW. So I'm pretty excited about that. I just wanted to. Breathe that into the universe and hopefully it comes true. You know, um, Keith Lee is another underrated black uh, wrestler who, uh, unfortunate, I mean, it's unfortunate, but when you kind of think about the way WWE runs everything and and what's been uh, like, all right, let's just go off the fact that we got Kofi Kingston, who is one of the very, like one of the first black African-American champions since, since the 80s when it was when it was Ron Simmons, aka Farouk, who was the champion, you know, right? And then, I, and then, so it's like now, 
it seems cool that they, they they pander towards the black people and everything like that and the culture by 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 giving coffee the belt, you know what I'm saying? But then also in the same breath, uh, a few months later, have him go down as one of the the the, the, the has one the fastest losses of the title in in a match. I think it was like seven or six seconds, which is a straight disrespect by their dominant white boy Brock Lesnar, you know. And then we had Biggie, you know, saying he became a champion, another black M- um, man, you know. Um, and if you just look at like how Vince McMahon just operates um, things with that company, you can tell he's not really for the people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just does it for the dollar, you know, whoever gets some money. So uh, shout out to uh, Keith Lee. Hopefully, today, like I said, this is true. Uh, shout out to AEW. Um, I wanted to talk about that real quick and then um also i just wanted to i know i should have mentioned it earlier about verses but uh there's reports that Nicki minaj is now coming outside and she's calling people out she said there's only two people that she thinks that could battle her which uh i think i agree with the the masses by them saying that it, it could only be one of two people and that would either be missy elliott or um little kim so uh versus tv set this up i've been talking about it for the longest uh nikki minaj versus lil kim i could see nikki versus missy especially because when it comes to the poppy tunes nick has that you know and missy can go into her r&b bag you know so right. i think that'll also be a great uh, battle so um like, like yeah tim swiss set that up nikki needs to be in that ring so does kim so does missy so hopefully one one of those three will be the, uh, one of those two will be the opponent for Nicki Minaj but other than that yep I'm done man you know what bro let's get him up out of here you know what I'm saying I know we want to hang on bro because I listen this this motherfucking music that we got back in the background I'm I'm sitting here I, I think we did a good job on this playlist uh mm-hmm. so make sure y'all check that out on Apple uh playlist under a the Shogun make sure you follow me uh if you are on Apple Music um, and make sure you follow Chief Chris if you are on Spotify. We will mm-hmm. have these up. We will share this as well um, mm-hmm. across the CDB uh, network too. So we'll have the playlist up um, and we'll catalog those uh, accordingly. But mm-hmm. my man, Chief Chris, let him know what it do, who you be, where you is, my guy. Yo, you already know. And if you don't know, I'm going to say it one more again for you. It's Chief Chris, a.k.a. the Creator Chaos, a.k.a. the Creator Content, a.k.a. Mr. I Don't Give a Fuck, a.k.a. the Bronx Bushido. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here chopping niggas up with my boy. He's the the whole type of bocce chef, you know what I'm saying? And I'm his his, his, his sous chef. You know, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? So, we out here grilling. He about to get his uh he about to get his own grill out here too. Listen, yeah, we're gonna have hoteps and hibachis all over the place. We're gonna run it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hotep hibachis. Listen, I will go eat some hibachi right now, but let's make sure we get a drop <laughs> in here. It's Chief Chris, baby. Man, ladies and gentlemen, you already know what time it is. It's your boy. It's your boy. Am I the meanest? Sure now. Am I the prettiest? Sure now. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Sure enough. But who am I? Sure enough. Who am I? Sure enough. I can't hear you. Sure enough. Shogun. That's right.
Hey, on the number one Shogun. Listen, I didn't even tell y'all what the number one rule in the universe was because I just need y'all to understand and know. We wanted y'all to get into it with us. But the number one rule in the universe, as always, is to protect your neck at all times. Otherwise, I'm chopping that shit off. Bitch, don't play with me. Guillotine style. Ching. No, I'm mm-hmm. saying. A.K.A. Hotel Abachi Chef. A.K.A. The Curator of Combo. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Pablo Baldini, A.K.A. Pele with the A.K. I let this bitch straight up. Bitch don't play. <laughs> A.K.A. Obi Wan Shinobi. A.K.A. One Punch Man with the tan next to the Yucatan liquor stand. If you was outside at Red Cheetah in the nine nine in the two thousand, okay. Or you was at Yucatan. I was bouncing back and forth. I was all over the place. But if you was at them spots, I probably cracked your auntie. I apologize in advance. Sorry, not sorry. You dig what I'm saying? Because I don't give a fuck. Just like Chief Chris. A.K.A. Dirt Reynolds. Yeah. Your auntie's favorite. (laughs) <laughs> Y'all know what time it is. Uh, listen, man. I think it is time for us to get out of here. We appreciate y'all for joining us on this audio odyssey. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna give y'all a couple tracks to get up out of here. First and foremost, let's do a little bit of walking. Bro, shout out to all the walking. fans for supporting us, man. Man, we appreciate y'all. Welcome back. Episode 44 to season You know what I'm saying? Bring it in, ladies. Let's go. Give us a little heat. Denzel, if you would, please. Step up to the mic. Thank you, sir. Walking with my back to the sun. Keep my head to the sky. Me against the world is me, myself, and I like daylight. Got in touch with my soul. Trade us awfully on the path down the rockiest road. Life isn't ice cream without monopoly dough. The property grows in value, and rightfully so. I gotta have it. I see the way the people get treated is problematic. They ready to set us up for failure. It's systematic. But when I felt it, my eyes melted. The selfish are constantly profiting off the helpless. I never do my team green. Make the team green like the Celtics. The ones that ain't making it overzealous. They show and tell us throughout history. Earning cheddar, they form and break out nickel plated chrome berettas. The same old story in a whole different era. I'm watching massacres turn to run the mascara. But anywho, for the pain, see what this any do. So we can see what lies beneath as we pull up a swig of truth. The sun sets as I sip a few. The sky turns a different hue, farther from the color blue. The nighttime has arrived. I recline for the evening. I'm hawking down the days ago. The names ain't Steven. I started in a nightmare, so pinch me. I'm dreaming. I'm killing off my demons because my soul's worth redeeming. Flip it up. Switch it up. You know what I'm saying? Episode 44. Of the CDB. As I told my cigarettes. I'm with my man Chief Chris. Which I don't even smoke. I am 800 number one Shogun. Number one headband that you can't stand. You know what I'm saying? We out here. Come find us. Flagship, let's go. We want to Take away stress, we gone, you copin'
Back in recycle, making it stifle while I stunt. Roll me a blunt so I'll forget it. But the details look so vivid. Went through a lot of shit in the last year. Then I said, fuck it, I'ma handle my business. I've been 180 to talk to one lady. She been regulating on how I feel. Describe it as raw and real. I'm dealing with all the ills. I'm tearing up like I'm on Dr. Phil. Ain't no use, you gotta walk. Ain't no use, you gotta walk. Mm. Who the fuck said stop the trap, bro? Let a real nigga talk. Yo. I walk from the mm. bitches, I walk from the friendship, I walk from some digits. Cause lately, my nigga, I'm feeling indifferent. I wish y'all the best and believe that I meant it. Sentence, run no sentence. Pray to God for repentance. Be the odds at all costs, so I won't share it with my infant. Way before he start crawling. Watch my sins keep falling. I just gotta stay focused. I just gotta keep walking. Keep on walking, ain't no stopping in this dirty, filthy, rotten, nasty little world we call a home. Stress, we gone, copping, blow it all out, it's all forgotten. Keep on walking, ain't no stopping in this dirty, filthy, rotten, nasty little world we call a home. They get Mickey's popping, ain't no option for my partner. So they resort to scams and robbing. Take away stress, we gone, copping, blow it all out, it's all forgotten. This is a cell call, sour film. Listen, episode 44 of the CDB Podcast. Happy Black History Month to all y'all. Shout out to everybody that's listening out there to anything on the network, not only just the CDB Podcast, but every single podcast on the podcast network. We appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for listening to us. We've been doing it out here. But I'm going to leave y'all with this. Shout out to my cousin. Money Town Dub, this nigga would have beat me. You know what I'm saying? He would have been ready to fight if I wouldn't play. <laughs> that nigga. Hey, you told me you said next week. No, nigga, no, no, you for a minute. So pissed. My bad. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> it's dope. Elevator life, man. Why y'all steady pound? We just celebrating life. Whew. I think I heard this one. Okay. This the one that you no sent me. Yeah. Galleria grind told you I'm a all level. Daddy told me shine, mama said be small, honey. Raised to use my mind, but sometimes my heart humming. Shot upon my song, pull some for my lost brothers. I'm leveling up. Pray cause the devil is up. You gon' need more to hold me down, Satan, cause hell ain't enough. I'm just rebuking the hate. See that I'm welcome in love. My kids, music, money on my mind, and it's evident, bruh. And did I tell you I want all of it? Ooh, let's politic. Move real positive. Thoughts so cognitive. Lessons deposited. Life, I'm surviving it. Had to think logically. I've been through all kind of shit. Cut a couple people off. They left me with no options, kid. Back onto my grind again. I'm giving you the knowledge here. Truth gives some anxiety. They may need some oxygen. Haters are confused. Admirers, you see you watching this. Elevator life, my guy. Rep until apocalypse. This the school of life my friend and i got a scholarship graduated top of my class at life for cad thank the man for the life that i had god i ain't mad had to learn when to dip with them punches roll with them jabs sharks swim some get hooked like a fish caught like a crab i ain't naive
I don't care if the grind is slow, bag with a lag, dub work. If he didn't, he wouldn't have what he has. Turn impossible to possible. Doing what I gotta do. Fill it to the follicle. Success and I conjugal. Get through any obstacle. I'm really unstoppable. I have moves that optional. I get my goal, that's probable. Stick to the script. There's no need to audible. You'll read into the chronicles. It's best if you just follow suit. Did I tell you I want all of it? Ooh, let's politic. Thoughts so cognitive, lessons deposited, life I'm surviving it, had to think logically, I've been through all kind of shit, cut a couple people off, they left me with no options, kid, back onto my ground again, I'm giving you the knowledge here, truth gets some anxiety, they gon' need some oxygen, haters all confused, admirers, you see you watching this, elevator life, my guy, rapper till apocalypse, this the school of life, my friend, and I got a scholarship, Hey, shout out to my boy Money Town Dub. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the listeners. We appreciate y'all. Listen, episode 44 of the CDB podcast. That's the number one for the books. Yes, and we sir. Got this bitch. <laughs>